0: You know, thanks, thanks, guys, for joining us on this second episode or part two of forgiveness as we talk with Mark Sowersby. There's so much in the Bible about forgiveness, and 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 we're not covering it all. I'm just be honest with you. Um, but you know, I, I encourage you as we w- walk through this. i um, just thinking about kindness and forgiveness, and and at the end of the. At the, at the end of this episode, we are going to connect those in Scripture. Um, but Before that, we're going to answer questions like, is forgiveness something that we do to benefit ourselves, or is it for the other person? Or can we avoid forgiveness, or, or deciding not to forgive someone? And, and will that cause us more pain? What kind of help is out there? Once we, like, we're looking at a nightmare, and once we identify, what can we do? Thanks for joining
1: us. God is love.
0: Yeah, you're talking about you're talking about living up up in the uh, New England area. You're talking right. about snow. Like down here, if it snows, we, we don't go anywhere. We go buy bread and milk about <laughs> two days before it happens, and we brace ourselves pretty much, <laughs> and we uh, we panic with the roads and we drive. Like twenty miles per hour. If it's a half a inch of or a dust. Half
2: an inch, half an inch. Yeah,
0: it's terrible down here. How about you, Yvette Like seriously, like where you live? Do you guys get a lot of snow?
1: No, I'm in Oklahoma. We, I mean, we have gotten our fair amount of snow, but yeah. I'm from Chicago. So, Mark, I no. know I'm right with you. You got I it. Know. You got. <laughs> I, I know those winters. I do. I do.
2: But but you're you're in tornado tornado alley, right? Oh yeah. Tornado- yeah, I yeah. Sure am. yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Ohio one time, and I never lived through a tornado. I've never been in one. I we get hurricanes and and we get blizzards, and I'm in a Walmart one day, and they go, I hear this alarm going off, and they go, "You got to get into the center." And I'm like, "What?" They're like, "There's a tornado." <laughs> what? Like what? Like I want to run. I want to hide. They're like, "You got to." So there's everybody at Walmart, the center of Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, with our, oh, with our soap and soda. You know, <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: wow. Yeah.
2: Wow! But I digress. I
0: digress. <laughs> yeah, we don't have blizzards. We don't have too many tornadoes. We have mosquitoes though, and I don't. I mean, they're really, really bad where I'm from, just because of the humidity. But y'all probably have mosquitoes, right? They're just. Yes. We already have some out already, and it's it's February. I'm not really liking it right now where we where we're at because it's like 75 degrees, and okay, usually in February.
1: I know, right? You're just rubbing it in, brother. Know, right? yeah. it rubbing yeah. it in now, bro. <laughs> Stop, uh, Dave. All Stop. Right. Sorry, sorry, oh. guys.
0: I'm saying I don't like it. Y'all want the weather, right? <laughs> oh,
1: it's cold here. It's cold. It's
0: cold. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's yeah. cold. It's cold. Mark, well, look, I, you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I've
1: got I've got a question for you, Mark. Please, um, please. I know you, you know, you said that you didn't wake up that one day wanting to forgive your abusers. You just wanted more of God. And and through your relationship with God, you got to that point. But you know, we yeah. hear people say, that you don't forgive the other person for them, you do it for yourself.
2: Can, yeah, did did that happen for you? Did it? Yeah, you know, in, in a in a lot of ways. What what I would say here is that, you know, I kind of had the image of my in my mind what would happen the day I forgave. You know, the day I it was no longer going to be there. I was going to be healthy and strong, thin and beautiful, and everything was going to be perfect. And I used to think, uh, you know, I'd wake up. And it would be rainbows and butterflies and everything would be okay. See, the abuse in my life was the Everest of my life. It always casted its shadow on everything I did. Mm. It casted its shadow on the way I thought about myself, the way I thought about others. It was always about me. And I would love to tell you that that mountain got super small. But in a lot of ways, that mountain hasn't got any smaller. What happened is God got a lot bigger. god's word and god's spirit so the darkness of my abuse that still raises its head and you know the insecurities still show up and and i'm not thin but you know uh those insecurities still come come lying to me they still try to slip in and go mark you still can't but god god became so big so bright so loving so compassionate so merciful that it came so much bigger than the Everest of the abuse. God became the mighty mountain of truth. So his light casted out all the darkness. And so when it rises up, I remember who I am in Jesus Christ. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think one of the fruits of the forgiveness, I know forgiveness is a fruit, but one of the fruits of forgiveness is I'm set free. I'm set free. So, yeah, I hope that answers
1: your question. It does. Thank you. Amen.
0: Yeah. um you know, we're talking a lot about forgiving others and your story. Um, what would you say to somebody if, if they're, they're having a hard time to forgive and thinking about like, what I'm thinking was well, two things I'm thinking about. Sure. What are the harmful effects of not forgiving? Cause I know that there, there's some baggage with that too. Of course, things that happen to people that that's hurt. And there's things that we carry with that. But I think sometimes too, wouldn't you agree if we hold on to, bitter uh, things, did they turn into maybe even worse things, maybe like bitterness? What, what's your, what's your take yeah, on that?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I'll, you hear me say sometimes that the, the abuse, the anger, the unforgiveness, that whole package, if you would, was the rudder I stirred my life while by, you mm. know, I, everything I went into was judged through that lens uh, of me hating myself, of me loathing myself, Waiting for somebody to manipulate me, always waiting for the other foot to drop, waiting to be lied to. When there's anything good in my life, I knew I wasn't gonna last because I didn't deserve it. Well, you know, so was this this perspective again that I always had. And it it was taxing, it was taxing to kind of wake up with that that ugliness, but I didn't trust that I could have anything else because that was the, the realm I, I was raised in. So you know, as I I started to just wait. I know, you know, you're gonna lie to me, you're gonna abandon me. Uh I'll give you an inch, but I know you're gonna want to steal a mile. You know, something bad's gonna happen. And that was this the view of everything I had. And and it was stealing from me. I, I was I was limiting myself and everything. Uh you know, I don't think I'm I'm great at anything, but now I don't think I'm dirt anymore, you know, and I wasn't being a full participant in my life because the abuse was holding me back. The anger, the hurt, the fear was holding me back. So when I forgave because of the journey of God, not that I woke up again, just forgave, I was given life and life more abundant and I got my life back. So, you know, I I know Jacob, the Genesis wrestles with an angel Mm -hmm. and he wrestles all night long and we can get in all that story but he won't let he won't let the angel go until he blesses him. And the angel says, What's your name? And he says, Jacob, which means deceiver or liar or cheat. And he won't let the angel go. He's wrestling with the angel. He's wrestling. And the angel says to him, Now your name is Israel. It says this in the NIV. Now your name is Israel because you wrestled with God and you wrestled with man and you've overcome. And I think I had to wrestle with myself, with my past. Sometimes God, sometimes faith, sometimes truth. I had to wrestle with all that because mm-hmm. the name I had was abused, victim, abused, leftover junk. But when I wrestled with myself and God and my past, and it wasn't easy, and it, and it took its big lumps on me, I believe God gave me a new name. And he gave me a name called Victory, Victory mm-hmm. in Jesus. Not Amen. very sober about that, but you know, my name was no longer Junk. Now it became child of God. So, you know, it, it's a real journey. And, uh, you know, there was one step forward and 20 steps back. I tell everybody I was the one that he left the 99 for more than once you know, to come and get me. So, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of people that, that don't feel worth um, in their situation. I mean, and it could just be simply, you know, you got a lot of like, you know, I. I I deal with a lot of the youth at church sure. and I know sometimes at that age, there's a lot going on with them. There's, they're trying to come, you know, uh, figure themselves out basically. Sure. sure. Um, and there's a lot of things with that. And I think even adults, as we get older, we're still trying to figure things out. There's definitely certain things that we're trying to figure out. Yep. Um, you know, and one thing that I was wondering too, is like, I think sometimes we're oblivious to, the situation in our life that we need to get corrected or maybe not oblivious, but perhaps in denial, because I'm sure somebody that might be listening to this may be in a situation and say that either they love me. So it's okay. Um, They apologize. So we can move on those types of things. How do we identify that we're within our own nightmare and what's those? What's the first steps that generally we would need to take if we if we found ourselves there?
2: Well, first of all, uh, you're not alone. Whatever you're going through, there are people who have walked where you've walked. Uh, uh, mm. Sexually abused, addiction, death, all kinds of matter of of hurts and wounds. There are people out there in awareness like it's never been before. My abuse happened I think in the last generation where it could be so quiet everybody has a cell phone and we are able to do this today it happened in a time where uh, you didn't talk about it. you know my mom grew up in the generation that if you didn't talk about it it didn't happen you know and it's not like that anymore so there's so much awareness and advocacy and support and counseling so first thing I would say to people you're not alone reach out and then I think the lies of uh, a narcissistic a narcissistic person lies are always the same. You know, uh, you'll hear them say languages like, well, you made me hit you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to, but you knew not to do that. You made me hit you. You made me do this. You know, I, 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 I didn't want to, but your behavior, your action made me have to hurt you. And, and I think when you start now, again, when you are groomed, like I was groomed, you don't hear it anymore because a grooming is brainwashing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's telling you it's OK. So the grooming, you have to kind of rise above and see it from a different perspective. But yes, sometimes we can make excuses, you, you know, because we're raised to. You know, people would say to me on other conversations I've had, they said, "Well, how'd you hide the scars? How'd you hide the how'd you, How how'd you hide the bumps?" And you mm-hmm. know, you, you you don't know you're doing it, but you begin to lie for your abuser. Oh, I fell down the stairs. I, I tripped off the swing. I I fell off the bike. I, I, you know, you start making excuses. Mm. Now you shouldn't, but you're so trapped with fear that you just, you're just hoping, and you're trying to reason this trauma that's happening to you without counseling, without coaching, or, or you're just trying to figure it out in your mind. And, and again, that's where it goes to survival, right? Thriving yeah. is one thing. you so. I hope I don't get hit today. Literally, I woke up. I hope today, but I knew I was going to get a beating by the way my abuser, my abuser breathed mm-hmm. by the sound of the air going in and out of his nostrils. I knew that day I'd get a beating. So it just becomes survival. Like, can mm-hmm. I, can I hide? Can I blend into the furniture? Can I, but you know, you can hear by the footsteps and the breathing that the, the trauma that's coming, the abuse, the rape, the beating that's coming. And then when it comes out, they blame you. Well, I didn't want to hurt you, so I think these are signs. But it's a tough journey, you know. It's a tough journey because, you know, sometimes you feel pressure. Well, if I tell, then this is going to happen. My family's going to fall apart. My mom and dad are going to get a divorce. My siblings won't believe me, and there's this this wrestling of pressure and what will it mean. And so it's a, it's an ugly, 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 ugly thing.
1: Mm, Mark, you mentioned that if someone's listening, you're not alone. Are there organizations who who can they turn to?
2: You know, there's there's so much online. I'm sure uh, you do a Google search for survivors or support. You would find anything. Uh, you know, I work with a, a group called For the Children, and it's a faith-based organization. And I work for them, and they have uh, they have all kinds of programs and support. They're helping out uh, neglected and abused children, uh, and, and they know how to reach uh, reach into those programs. So I work with a group like that. Uh, for adults uh, that are looking for maybe some psychology help or, or, or emotional. And again, I'm no psychologist. I'm a country preacher or a new England preacher, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a ministry called the merge ministries. Uh, that's a counseling center. And I have actually links on my website to these ministries for people to help. But I think again, if hey, you know, my, my son's 17, he can do anything on his phone. I'm like, Hey, how does this work? So, you know, I, I'm sure a simple Google search saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm getting hurt. I'm getting abused. I need help. I'm addicted," I'm sure you'll get countless pages of support to come come to you.
0: We'll definitely put those in the show notes. Everything that you mentioned and uh, some contacts. Well, just to give some context to you, so that if somebody wants to the book, they can look okay. at it. We, Vet, and I were re, uh, were talking about another subject uh, recently um in the title of the the podcast episode which i don't it might have just came out bad things happen to good people right um but and it's something that i read it said bad things happen to good people but those bad things equip believers for deeper ministry um those with battle scars can help better help those through battles i relate that I relate to that in one, in one, in one way, because I went through drug and alcohol addiction and things like that. And I felt low in my life in terms of worth and direction of my life and so forth. I can definitely connect with a generation or a person that is going through that similar struggle. Um, And I think God has prepared you in a sense for uh, a deeper ministry um, that definitely looks like it's, it's taken off in the sense that people are hearing your testimony. Um, you, you said you had some movement on your book. You, you had that, uh, that great, uh, uh, endorsement from Mark Batterson. Um, wow. and it's just amazing. I, we've even been on the 700 club, correct? I think. Yeah. I see yeah. Yeah.
2: This, uh, you know, there's been a lot of doors opening. Uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, right now, actually, I've been re- working with a producer to make a television show called "Forgiven the Nightmare," uh, TV program series where other people come on and mm-hmm. share their testimonies of how they've overcome the nightmares in their life. It's really still very much at the beginning. We're still crossing T's and dot and I's. We have a pilot episode out. Uh, got some some connections with the the Christian networks. It's not a done deal. I don't want to. You know, it's not launching tomorrow, uh, but it's still. It's still coming together, so yeah, seven hundred club and a, a cornerstone network and Ctn. And again, you guys got to remember, I grew up in an abused home. I was afraid of my own shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, but God said, "Write this book." People ask me all the time, "You know, why did I write it?" I did it out of obedience. You know, God told me to do it. I said no for a lot of years, and then I of course, God laughs when we say no, right? <laughs> he gets his yeses. Uh, right. You know, and, and and you know, I I think that you're right in a lot of ways that these, this journey God's put me on is all for his glory. People mm-hmm. ask me all the time, uh, you know, if God's so loving, why did this happen? Have you ever asked God that question? Or were you just so faithfully that you just said, of course I asked God that question. Mm-hmm. I asked God, if you really are a loving God, then why did I get raped for seven years? Mm-hmm. by? All kinds of people and other people and my my mother's husband. Why did I have all that taken from me? And I like to say, when you ask God a hard question, he's going to give you a real answer. Mm -hmm. And the answer he gave me satisfied me. I'm not going to say this answer satisfies anybody else but me. And he spoke into my heart. He said, Mark, I called you from your mother's womb to be my servant. But also the enemy knew that I called you from your mother's womb. And he's tried to destroy you and sift you and lie to you and deceive you Mm. to reject the call that I put on your life. Boy, Mm. hard answer. But it was enough answer to keep my faith strong. Uh, You can unpack that theologically a million different ways. But it was the right answer from my ears that kept my faith strong. God's called me. And even though this evil ugliness happened to me, I really believe God has always been with me. And today Mm -hmm. I stand saying I'm free, not because of what I've done, not because I became a pastor, not because I I'm free because Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary. Mm -hmm. And he's taught me to forgive because he's forgiven me. He's taught me to let go because he's let go of my sins. Uh, You know, people said, did I have to forgive myself? And I say, I don't know if I ever had to forgive myself because I never thought I did anything wrong, even in the ugliness of it. But what I did have to do is learn to love myself. Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. And you wouldn't want me to love you like I love myself because I hated myself. Mm -hmm. But when I started to come to Christ, as I started to walk in forgiveness, as I started to learn to uh, crucify the flesh and pick up my cross and all those images that we have being Christians. I started to learn to love God more and by learning to love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, I started to learn to love myself as a servant of God.
0: Mm. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Look, and, and I wouldn't be doing my job here if we didn't tie this back into kindness. Uh, We are talking about revitalized kindness. And we're just so glad that, that Mark was kind enough to come onto the show. Uh, that's not the, the, the main connection here, but he's just so kind to come to the show to talk about forgiveness. There's a few verses that I want to leave everybody with. I'm going to put these in the show notes too, because I, I encourage always uh, my students, my family, and you guys to study, open God's Word, and, and spend time with Him. So I want to put, I usually put verses in the, the show notes just hoping that you will go back and maybe as you're listening, you can read along and things of that nature. Ephesians 432 tells us and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you. And there's a similar verse in Colossians chapter three. And as I'll read a little bit of this passage, I've been reading this to my, my kids recently, my two girls, that the ones that understand what I'm saying right now, I have two boys. I have two girls, but the two girls I've been reading this recently, this is chapter three in Colossians, starting at verse 12, which says, therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And guess what? Bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against you. And I even asked my kids, you know, I said, look, if somebody has something against you sometimes in life, and you may not understand this yet, but at some point in your life, you're going to understand that it is hard to forgive. But look, Jesus tells us, and he shows us in scripture, um, and through those scriptures I read, if you read the previous scriptures, you'll realize that there's a lot of things that he asks us to take off, from our life. And there's things that he asks us to put Amen. on. Amen. And that's what we have to do. You don't have to go through a nightmare to have a ministry. We all can have a ministry just by being kind and loving towards one another. Cause that's how we show Christ and Mark mm, before I get emotional, I really appreciate you being here. Um, again, we'll put links to his book, and some other links that he was talking about where people can get help. Mark, thank you so much again, and I hope we get to talk to you again, and we look forward to seeing maybe a TV, uh, television show, as you talked about, and some other things and other resources that maybe you can provide in ministry to help others that are dealing with a nightmare. Thank you so much.
2: Well, guys, God bless you, and thank you both for having me. It's an honor to meet you both, my brother and sister in the Lord. Thank you again for allowing me to lift up the name of Jesus. And again, it's an honor and a privilege. You can find me at forgivethenightmare.com. So we look forward to talking to you soon. God bless.